Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Isn't the Lord good? Yes. You can be seated this morning. Man, so good to be here in western New York. You know, that means something to us. We lived in this region for a long time, and it's been a long time since we've been back here. I mean, it's been so long since we've been back here that the Bills were a bad football team last time we were here. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been back here that your governor... No, no, stop, sorry. I'm not... <laughs> No, we, we, we're just so happy to be here, and of course, especially at this church. And I don't know if I heard Pastor Nancy right, right that I, I heard her say we're her dream. And so, uh, <laughs> is that what you said? Did I say it? <laughs> no, you know the truth about it? It's our dream to be here. And uh, it, it is the highest honor to get to be a part of these meetings. And, and like Pastor just said, when she mentioned these meetings, um, man, I just, I just sensed that, this, that these meetings would be some of the greatest impact that their ministry um, was, would have. And uh, I'm, I believe that to be the case, even though we're just getting started with these. And to have a part of it, man, it's as big an honor as we've ever had. And we count it. So I want you to know that. And so we're thrilled to be here. Amen. Anybody, did you bring God with you? Huh? Yes, sir. You filled? You thrilled? All righty. No one's going to beat you today? No one's mad at you today? No. Praise the Lord. Anybody got a shout? Okay, okay glory. Let me get on one with one of those with you. Okay, let's do that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him. Some of you young folks that are just sitting there smiling, I'm going to come wipe that smile right off your face. I always find, I find it interesting. Do you, uh, you've been in services sometimes, maybe that are from a different place, you know, and they say, give the Lord a shout. What's everybody do? And I'm like... My mom shouted at me so much growing up, I never once saw her clap her hands to shout. Give the Lord praise, and everybody goes like this. I've, I've, I've praised God before, and I've read the Bible, but nowhere does the Bible say, uh, put your hands together and give the Lord praise, huh? Something got to come out of your mouth. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when it's time to do something with your mouth and folk don't do anything, we know that there's deficiency in the heart. I said no one's mad at you going to beat you today. I might, might not have been accurate about that. But you know, how many, how many know that love will correct? So we love you as we beat you today. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, but, uh, but it's true enough. It's true enough. How many know that? A full Christian is the one who's in position to be used. And, uh, you know, these are these are miracle meetings. That's what the the Lord put that on pastor's heart to for that to be what she's calling these meetings. And I know a lot of folk want to come and see a miracle. But you need to be more interested in being a miracle than seeing a miracle. And if we'll all be a miracle, what do you mean? Well, uh, a miracle is just a flow of the power of God. And if you'll get interested in how God's power works and how God's power flows and how he moves and you'll cooperate with him, you'll see miracles because you'll be a miracle. Hallelujah. Well, we got, we got a percentage of you on board. We're going to have to go with that. <laughs> and the rest of you are welcome to hook up at any time. Some of you here need to notify your face that you're in church. Glory to God and that you're happy. Praise God. How many of you got your Bibles with you? Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll invite you to turn in your scriptures to the uh, fourth chapter of 1 Peter. And uh, I'll tell you what, I just have, I have this verse as a starting point today. And uh, I don't exactly know what comes after that. But if you're cool, I'm cool. 
And we'll all lean on God together. And we'll get just what's right. No more, no less. You might say, well, we want more. You don't want beyond the anointing. <laughs> you want what's God, right? Praise God. In the, uh, in the fourth chapter of First Peter, there's a verse that to me is almost like a, a I don't know, you could call it a text that, that I just use as a springboard uh, for, the, for the subject of prayer. It's a precious subject. It's an important subject. And this verse will show you some things regarding that. And in verse 7, it says this, but the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch under prayer. Now, I don't know about you, uh, as a young believer, um, in my, well, I got saved when I was 18, didn't really start getting into the Word, maybe for a couple years after that, didn't know to do that. But when I first started getting to the Word, I remember reading this verse. And so I heard it differently than it says. Did anybody hear you heard it differently? I heard the end of the world is coming. <laughs> anybody, you heard that when you read it? The end of the world is coming. Be afraid and pray that it doesn't happen. That's just how I heard it. But that's not what it says. It says the end of all things is what? Coming way down the line at some point. At hand. What's that hand mean? Huh? Hold out your hand. It's that close. It's that close. Or we could say we're just in it. The end of all things, and particularly the Bible talks about the end of the age, the end times. And so we're in, an, uh, we're in a period of time. You might say, well, wasn't that true when Peter wrote this? Yeah, it was. It was. Wonder if they had done what, uh, wonder if they had done verse seven in chapter four, if things wouldn't have gotten wrapped up by now. But there's some assignment in this verse. Do you see it? Uh, the end of all things is at hand. And then there's some instruction for us. It says, be sober and watch unto prayer. Get me the, uh, if you get the Amplified up, I like how it says some things in there. Glory to God. Praise Him. Here's what it says in the Amplified. It says, the end and culmination of all things has now come near. Listen to this, y'all. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert Therefore, for the practice of prayer. Does the Bible connect the believer's prayer life with the plan of God in the end times? Yeah. What happens in the area of prayer affects, evidently, affects the end of all things. God has a plan. You know, it's a, a sign of... You can tell really whether a believer is mature or not yet mature by their prayer life. Because, uh, you know, when you're not mature, and, and you don't blame new ones for being immature, do you? I mean, you know, uh, I, I know we have, both of my kids actually made the trip up here because we used to live in, in this region. And uh, plus, they just wanted to be here. And so I, I remember when my kid, both of my kids had the same issues when they were infants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They only cared about themselves. They were, both of them, no, I don't know why, but both of them were very selfish <laughs> as newborns. And it's like, you know, they, when, when they were hungry, they had really no consideration about what time it was, how much rest we had. What we, no, nothing, nothing. It's just, I'm hungry, wah! Yeah. Time to go to the bathroom? Doesn't matter that we just put a new outfit on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that the, the diaper was supposed to be the boundaries. And so, and really, I mean, as, as I'm sure your, your kids didn't have that problem, but I mean, even as toddlers, it was really more about them than anything else. And so we had to deal with that with both of ours. You know, both of our kids. Maybe you didn't, but um, 
But then when they grow up, now they're in their 20s. And don't come knocking at my door at 3 a.m. to say, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm hungry. Give me, why? You're supposed to be mature. If you get a little older and you're still doing toddler stuff, then something's wrong. Something is wrong. And so the same holds true as a believer. We understand that when a person is a new believer, they're like, oh my God, God, I'm going to heaven when I die. It's amazing. And it is. And you should be just thrilled about it. And then you... Then you find, I mean, being a Christian is like that old Ginsu knife commercial. You remember the old uh, first, uh, well, the first infomercials. And they do that knife commercial and they're pulling out the Ginsu knife. And I, I don't cook and I'm sitting there thinking I got to have one of these. <laughs> anybody, anybody like that? You remember, how many remember the Ginsu knife? Yeah. And because and it, it slices and it dices, see, and it, and it does all this stuff does it all. And they're doing, and they're slicing, and they're dicing, and, you're th- and for four easy payments, $19.95 plus shipping, and here's where they get you, handling. Who knew it costs so much to pick it up and put it in a box? But anyhow, anyhow, I digress. And then, but you're sitting there, and in the commercial, you're thinking, well, that's a good deal. I need to get uh, a Ginsu knife. And then they say this statement, but wait, there's more. If you order now, we're not just going to give you one Ginsu knife. We're going to give you two, one for this hand, one for this hand. Now you can slice with your left hand, dice with your right hand, and you're in Ginsu heaven, you know? And so you're thinking, oh, I got to have this. This is great. And they said, go to the phone. If you order in the next 30 seconds or in the next minute. And then you're, you're thinking about it, but not really, because I don't want to make the four easy payments. And then they say, but wait, but wait, 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 there's more. And I don't know if I ever got to the end to find out all that there was, because then they pull out this other contraption, you know, like an egg slicer or an apple slicer or this thing. There's more. How many know that God's the ultimate Ginsu? He's a Ginsu God because the Bible says in the ages to come, he'll be revealing the riches of his glory and the riches of in the ages to come. And you think you know it all, huh? And some of you do think you know it all. I'm sorry. But you, some folk think they know it all. And you, 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 you get close up and snuggle up to God a little bit and you start feeding on the stuff that you thought you knew and you say, wait, wait, but wait, but wait, there's more. There's more. So as a believer, you found out, you, you thought I forgot where I was, but I didn't, which is wonderful. <laughs> it's a miracle crusade. So, uh, <laughs> so as a believer, you're like, I'm going to heaven. I'm forgiven. And then you find out, but wait, but wait, there's more. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with the Spirit. You can speak with tongues. Oh, my goodness. And you just get thrilled about that. And then, then you think that's got to be it. But wait, there's more. And you find out that by his wounds, you were healed. And I mean, just all the blessings of redemption, there's just more and more and more. And you find out about all these things. And really, it's just, you're just excited about what God's done for you. But as you grow in God, as great as those things are, and it's great to stay excited perpetually about those things, you do realize and come and should eventually see that there is a bigger picture and what Pastor Nancy was talking about, the plan, God has a plan and you and I get to be participants in that plan. Now that plan, we, we hear this word in Christian circles, sovereign or sovereignty. And uh, we have to be balanced about that because there's, a, because there's a truth to that, but it can be taken too far. And so a lot of times people hide behind that word to think that, well, that just means that God does whatever he wants, whatever, whenever he wants, and we have nothing to do with it. Well, that's, that's inaccurate. That's not true. So in that sense, that, and that's what most people think of when they think of, well, God's sovereign. Don't be, you know, 
Don't be claiming stuff. Don't be believing him, saying you're believing him for stuff. God's sovereign. Well, here's the truth. The truth is that his plan is a sovereign plan, meaning he didn't ask me, at least, (laughs) is this okay? How many of you who came to you said, here's my plan for the ages. Are you okay with this? No, No, that's God's plan. plan. It's a sovereign plan. It's a good plan. But it's not a plan that God can accomplish, as as an old movie says, all by his onesie. (laughs) He can't accomplish his plan all by himself. Hmm? And so when the Bible talks about the end of all things is at hand, the end of the age is at hand, be sober-minded for the practice of prayer. We're part of his body. You understand that? He's, we're called, we are the body of Christ. He's the head of the body. But we are the body of Christ. And when pastor was ministering last night on authority, she talked a little bit about that. You're, if, if, you know, your head can say, we need to go to the bathroom. But your body can say, I'm not moving. I'm not getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. And we're going to have an issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, your, your body has to make movement yes. along with your head right. for there to be peace in, in your life. Right? Yeah. And for the plan of God to come to pass, the body has to make movement along with the head. Hallelujah. But uh, notice also that it said, said this, be sober or be sober minded. That's a reference to your thinking. Do you know if you think wrong, you'll pray wrong. If you think wrong, you'll pray wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, how could you think wrong? Well, I like, I like that word sober. If you look that up in the dictionary, one of the definitions of sober is not drunk. That's brilliant, isn't it? Not drunk, obviously. Well, what, it, what is a person uh, where their thinking is concerned when a person is drunk? I'm just talking about being drunk on alcohol. What happens to a person's thinking? They, they think, they're, they think <laughs> that they're thinking clearly. They think that their thoughts are aligned with reality, but in reality, they're in an alternate reality. <laughs> they're not sober. Do you have to tell Christians to be sober-minded? What's it mean to be sober-minded? It means that your thoughts are aligned with God's thoughts. Right. Right. Can you think God's thoughts? You're designed for it. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. Well, no, Brother Joel, because the Bible says that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. Yeah, it does. You need to read the rest of it. You need yes. to keep reading. For, the, for it goes on to say, that's over in Isaiah 55, it goes on to say that his word mm-hmm, mm-hmm, talks about his word. He's given us his thoughts. Yes. Yes. He's given us his right. thoughts. And so we must think soberly. We must think God's thoughts if we're going to pray accurately, if we're going to pray effectively. So not all prayer is equal. I was telling you about when, when, little ones, uh, when, when little ones are praying, when Christians are praying, a lot of times uh, the young ones, it's all about me and my needs and me and my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I call those bedtime prayers because that's when you, know, when you learn to pray, what's the bedtime prayer? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die... Before I wake, I pray the Lord, because you have to, don't you? I mean, it w- otherwise, what would happen? <laughs> There's nothing scriptural about that. And it's an immature prayer. huh? But there's other ways to pray bedtime prayers, where, where your whole prayer life is about me and my stuff and the car I want 
and the purse I want and the clothes I want and the things I want and what I need and what I want and what I need and what I want. Good luck. I said good luck. You'll have a frustrated Christian life. But if you grow up and if you mature and if you see the picture from God's perspective, if you see the big picture, see things from, from God's viewpoint instead of from the little kid's viewpoint, that it's not all about you. You know, we, we've had people, uh, and I'm sure every pastor has have, have people leave their churches for one reason or another, and once in a while you get uh, a, a letter to enlighten you as to the, the issues. And, uh, and was, so this, this, was, this was back, way back, when we pastored in New York. But we, had, we got a letter from one family, and uh, it was nice that they let us know. We appreciated that. But, but he said, you know, uh, being around this faith message, uh, you know, this was great for us for all these many years while we were learning and developing, but, now, but we realize it's all about us and our needs, uh, but now we need to find a church that's more focused on others. I'm like, you didn't listen to anything we, you didn't listen to anything we preached. Hello. Because that's not our message. Huh? I can't do anything about the fact that redemption was for us. It is for you. <laughs> it is for me. Jesus didn't die for himself. You understand that? There is part of this that's all about you. Well, church should be all about God. No, it, it's not all about God. Well, it should be all about other people. How about let's do all of it? How about we just have all of it? Anyhow, so when we, you understand that when you get focused on God's plan, when, when, you, when you have his plan and start seeing things bigger, then now it's not just all about you. It's about something bigger. And if you will make his plan your passion, I want you to know you're going to be okay yourself. Huh? If you make his plan your passion, you won't have to pray, now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> You'll be living on God's level. And, amen. And I'm telling you, you don't worry about you. Your needs will be taken care of along the way. Hallelujah. And so we want to talk about some of these things because, as I said, not all prayer is equal. Um, we want not just prayer, but effective yes. prayer. Yes. Yes. And if I, if I may say maybe another word about this whole sober-minded thing, we must be so careful to guard where our thoughts land yes. and what we focus on. And um, I, I personally... Um, just you know, nobody gets a pass on this. You understand? All of us have to renew our minds, and all of us must guard the voices that we feed on because you can be influenced. You might think you're so strong, you can't be pulled, you can't be swayed. You focus, uh, Brother Hagen used to say this: "You fool around a slippery creek bank long enough, you'll slip in." And so you have to be careful to stay on God's track. And not let your thoughts be pulled away by other stuff. And I, I've realized these past, really past year or two, um, the body of Christ revealed its hand. Now, what do you mean by that? The body of Christ displayed how well they keep their minds renewed to the Word of God, and they didn't put on a good display. I said to somebody one time, I'm glad God didn't ask me to give a letter grade to the body of Christ regarding how we handled COVID and things like that and everything else. Because you started to just hear all kinds of things that you could tell people were in a reality of their own choosing, which is called fantasy. You know when you should visit Fantasyland? When you go to Disney. When you go to Disney, they have, uh, they have a place called Fantasy. Do they still have it? Yes. My daughter would know. 
They have fa- it's okay to visit Fantasyland at Disney. Otherwise, stay out of there. Stay out of there. Because it hurts you. It doesn't help you. I said it hurts you. It does not help you. And particularly, now I'm actually, I've said some of these things, preached them before, not here, of course, but I got particularly stirred. Now, I don't mean stirred in my flesh, but stirred to mention some of these things today as I was studying this verse. So I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you're feeding on. The election is settled, okay? Listen, the election is over. Lay hands on me real quick to help me. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Look at me. Look at me. It's over, okay? Get over it. It's over. You might say, don't preach politics. I'm not preaching politics. (laughs) Do you hear how quiet it got? Hey, it it seems like you might have something right here. Well, I know, and I know why it gets so quiet. Because people think they know the real truth. I look in all your eyes. I'm not scared of y'all. I just tell Pastor Nancy, remember, remember the dream. Remember the dream. <laughs> well, I got inside information from this news. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And people that can't fill a church with folk to hear the word of God are running it over for the deep state conferences and there are Christians, Christians that are going to feed on what itches their ears. And it's mind candy and it's not God's reality. And that might be all I have to say about that. (laughs) Better take these back. Better get back to the Bible here. Sober-minded. Here's, here's, uh, let me give you a Bible example of why this is so dangerous, okay? So you don't think I'm just preaching opinion. You had, uh, you have prophets. Mm -hmm. And in the Old Testament, there was a prophet named Elijah. Mm -hmm. And Elijah had a miracle ministry. And we're interested in all that was displayed in the Old Testament. There shouldn't be anything in the Old Testament that was greater than what we have today in our era. huh? And we're interested in those things. And uh, they had what they called the the sons of the prophets Mm -hmm. and the school of the prophets. And uh, some of the prophets began to pick up on the fact that uh, Elijah's not long for this world. And they said, uh, uh, well, uh, one of them named Elisha, you know about Elisha, Mm -hmm. he stayed close. He followed close to Elijah. You know, there's no verse that says that the other sons of the prophets couldn't have also followed close. They could have followed close. The Bible says they stood off at a distance and watched. But anyhow, um, and and they're all picking up in their spirit that Elijah is going. Mm -hmm. And so they go to one place and Elijah, uh, I'm sure, knew himself. And he told Elisha, why don't you stay stay here? I think maybe Elijah thought that if Elisha's too close, maybe they both end up going. And he he knew how untrained the rest of them were. I don't know. but, But anyhow... And Elisha said, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And, uh, and so they go on, and you know the story that the whirlwind comes and separates the two of them. And Elijah goes up, and his mantle comes down, and Elisha picked it up and said, where's the, <clears throat> where's the God of Elijah? And begins a miracle ministry of his own. Except it wasn't his own in the sense that, you know, he had followed closely. And, and that's one of the ways that 
God's anointings are transferred is by close association. But then the next thing that happens, we talk about that, talk about the double portion and some great truths there. But the next thing that happens is real interesting. Um, A group of the sons of the prophets, a group of prophets Mm -hmm. gets with Elisha right after that and says, there's a, we, we have a bunch of men here, send out a search party, command that he go out, command that these men go out and look for Elijah because maybe God, maybe he, you know, just translated him to a mountain or translated him somewhere else and maybe he needs to be brought back. And it was not in Elisha's heart to do that. He knew that he was gone. He saw him go. And God had dealt with him. He was gone. And he said, no need. And the Bible said that they pressed on him until he was ashamed. And you look that up. It meant that they, they kept at him for so long. You need to send a crew up. You're not being a responsible leader. Well, when a, brand, when a person's brand new in leadership... You can be influenced by that stuff. And it, it got to where he felt guilty about not letting these guys go. So he gave the command, go bring them back. And they went out for three days and nothing happened. And it really helped everyone's faith. You understand when you say things and they don't happen. And when people prophesy things and they don't come to pass, that is not a help to faith. That is an enormous hindrance. So what we like to do in the body of Christ is every time there's, uh, every time there's I don't know, uh, a big event or an election or something like that, well, the, the sons of the prophets <laughs> get up and they tell you what's going to happen. You understand most elections are between two people? Anybody has a 50-50 chance at getting it right. And, and when I see this happening, I, I, I need the voice of wisdom in my life. So I, I called my, my dear friend here and I said... Did I miss something in the New Testament? Is there a New Testament office of political prophet? And we agreed that we've searched and haven't been able to find it. Still looking. Still looking for, for the ministry office where their job is to predict the outcome of every political event. That's not in there. That's not in there. But there's hundreds of them. Huh? And when you say things... And speak things that are not grounded in God's reality, but that are part of a fantasy land. And just what you want to come to pass, that doesn't help. And what the body of Christ does, and and see now if faith Christians didn't fall for some of the stuff hook, line, and sinker, we wouldn't be talking about it today. But we do sometimes. And what we do when it doesn't come to pass is we immediately sweep it under the rug and forget about it and say, we'll try again Next time. The only thing is you have weakened your spirit. This actually pertains to prayer. I'll get it. I'll I'll, I'll tie it together. Your faith life and your prayer life are not two completely separate different things. Jump in anytime you want, by the way. And if my wife does get up, uh, that's invited. Just want you to know that's, that's the idea. Okay, so she's not just getting up to correct me. <laughs> that happens in the car. <laughs> don't look like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You've got to believe that your words come to pass. And that was not a blessing to Elisha the prophet. For him to, for him to have started out by saying something. And there's nothing. We say, like Jesus, we say what God says. And if we say what God says, we have what we say. Be sober-minded. Think God's, think 
what the Word says. We got to get back, don't we, to being word people. Um, I, I remember when we came into the, what you call the faith message or the word of faith and everything was word, word. You had to have a scripture for everything. And if you're talking to a friend, they'd say, you got a scripture for that? Huh? Had to have a word for everything. You know, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad thing. I heard, I heard a, a gentleman named Brother Kenneth E. Hagan make a sta- statement uh, regarding prayer. He said, find scriptures that cover your case. Yes. 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 It was one of the first things I heard him say. Yes. And I thought, I, I never heard anything make so much sense in my life. Right. Find, find scriptures. If God didn't say it, yeah. 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 huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're to be, if we're going to pray effectively, we have to have our mind in the right place. We have to have our mind renewed. And we have to have our mind set in a place called the New Testament. You might say, why, this is obvious. Well, not to everybody. Because if you don't know what God has done for you, if you don't know who God has made you, huh? If you don't know who you are, you'll be continually asking God to do for you what he's already done for you. So here's another thought. This is actually coming together like almost a sermon, isn't it? But you know, our goal this morning is not a sermon uh, form. It's just we're trying to obey God. Hallelujah. Anyhow, so in the New Testament... It's not so much God do this for me. God do this for me in prayer. The emphasis of the New Testament is that we'd know some things and see some things. That's why over in Ephesians, Paul praying that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1. I think we looked at a little bit of it last night on our way to far above. um, Showed us that the, the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know, that you might see, that you might know, that you might see. Well, what are you, what are you going to know? What are you going to see? We're going to see who God is, who you are, who your enemy is, and what you can do. If you learn who you are, I'm not asking, I don't wake up this, in the morning asking God, make me righteous today. God, make me worthy today. No, no bedtime prayers. Bedtime. bedtime. That's old, that's old, that's little kid stuff. Huh? We're going from bedtime prayers to end time prayers. I said we're going from bedtime prayers to end time prayers. And there's a whole lot more to say about effective prayer. Glory to God. But we need to know who we need to know who God's made us. I don't know about you, I'm interested in the plan of God coming to pass. Our prayer life helps perpetuate God's plan. Yes. I love that we were ministered to and taught last night on the subject of authority. Yes, amen. One of the, one of the ways, not the only way, one of the ways authority is exercised is, is in prayer. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And when you come to prayer... Realizing that you're not coming to fight devils. <laughs> I understand we do wrestle against some things. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But uh, when, you, when you come with a sense of dominion. When you come knowing who's on your, who you're seated next to. <laughs> it's not so much that you're trying to get God to do something. Hmm. Oh God provide this. Oh God, heal me. Oh God, do this. Do this. Now, see what, see what he's already done. See what he's already made you. Yeah. What you got? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't look like this is so bad. I mean, I, 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 I've enjoyed it. <laughs> and that's really all. 
Um, there was a, a gal who worked for Brother Hagen for many years, and uh, she was so accustomed to Brother Hagen's teaching, to the flow of prayer on the campus there at, uh, at Rhema. She was so accustomed to praying f- from her place of authority mm-hmm. that she didn't even realize uh, that not everyone knew these things. And she eventually moved on from being there in Tulsa, and she moved to the mission field. And she and her husband started a a work in a particular country in Europe. And she thought, well, we had prayer school back in Tulsa, so we'll we'll get together and and pray. And and so she gathered her her few uh, folk that they had that they had um, gathered there at, in that country, and, and they started to pray. And she said, today we're going to pray for our nation. And she goes, we used to pray for America all the time when I was in Tulsa, so I'm in a new country, let's pray for the country. And she started, and they all started praying in other tongues and, and started praying in their language for the nation. And the Holy Spirit said to this gal, said, Stop them. (laughs) They are offending me. And she goes, I didn't know we could do that. (laughs) And so she said, okay, everybody. (laughs) Now let's pray about this. You know, it might as well have been the weather. Because (laughs) she just got them going in a whole different direction. And she said, I went off to the corner and said, Lord, what's the deal? (laughs) How can we be offending you? And he said, they know nothing about their position in me. They're praying and begging me to do something for them said, don't let them pray about things like their nation until they understand who they are in me. said, my blood has made them worthy and given them a seat to pray and command things to be right in their nation. And they are coming to me as worms or as dust and giving no regard to the price I paid for them to walk in authority. He said, they were offending me. And she said, we started that next week (laughs) teaching on who they were in Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. So the end of all things is at hand. God has a plan. Yes. Be sober-minded. Think God's thoughts so that you can effectively pray. Right, right. How about we do some of that today? You okay with that? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there's a lot, you know, we could say about how to pray, but uh, I, I know that most of the people here, you've been well taught. You've been on, you know heard these truths before. You might have heard everything we said today taught a whole lot better than we said it, but that's all right. You heard it from, from us. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. And so we're just going to pray in the direction of the plan of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe, maybe one thing, if I could share one thought in, in terms of uh, making sure that we do what we do with purpose and not just spinning the wheels, so to speak, uh, is over in James, you don't have to turn there, but over in James five sixteen where it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You remember, everybody, you're familiar with that verse? And I think most people know it also in the Amplified Bible. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that calls it the woman's translation because it uses more words. I don't know why he says that. I'm not sure why he says that. But, but anyhow, uh, in the Amplified Bible... I just thought maybe you'd know, Uh, but but in the Amplified Bible, (laughs) the earnest, continued, 
heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. I've studied that word a little bit in the original language, and it means it brings great strength on the scene. Great strength. What do you need great strength for in, in prayer? To move things, to change things. Glory to God. And so the, the effective kind of prayer will cause things to change, cause things to move, cause things to turn. It's exciting, isn't it? And you can do this, and I can do this. And then, of course, one of the ways we pray, you know, we'll pray, we'll pray the best we know in our known language, but uh, you understand that we have help in prayer in the form of the utterances of the Spirit enabling us to speak in other tongues. And what, what does that do? That helps us pray beyond, beyond, beyond what we know, beyond our understanding. Aren't you glad that if you don't know enough, he does? Huh? If you don't know what to touch, I, I don't know every detail of the plan of God. Do you? No, again, he didn't, he didn't say, would you please sign off on this? I didn't read it. Uh, you know what I mean? We have the general. Now, this is the plan of God in a general sense, but there are specifics. Huh? The end times in our days look a little different than the end times when this was written, you understand. They're specifics. Glory to God. He knows. I said he knows. He'll help us. So don't look so sad. Maybe what what if we all stand up together and change our position? That be all right? Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's stand up. I'll have my wife just stay right here with me if that's okay. We're not, strugg- we're not going to struggle today to try no, to get no, no. God to do something. No, no, no. No. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to cooperate yes. with His plan. We're going to cooperate with His Spirit. Right. I'll have you, pray, I'll have you uh, pray this after me just to get started here. Pray this. Father God, Father God we're, grateful we're grateful for Your Word. For your word. We're, grateful for the instruction in your word. we're grateful for the instruction in Your Word. Thank You that we're in the time of the end, of this age. Thank you that we're to be sober-minded in order to pray effectively. We endeavor to renew our minds on your word. And we thank you, Father, for your plan, that which pertains to our hour, that which pertains to this era, your plan for our times. And we thank you. And we thank you for the fullness of that plan. For the fullness. We thank you that it all comes to pass. We thank you that it all comes. It all comes together. It all comes together. And we get to the consummation of your plan. And we get to consummation. We get to the end of the end. We get to the end of the end. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for the return of Jesus. Thank you for the return of Jesus. And all that must happen to get us to that point. And all that must happen to get us. Your great harvest coming in. Your great harvest coming in. The great outpouring of the Spirit. The great outpouring of the Spirit. The ministry offices in full potential power. The ministry offices in full potential power. The gifts and manifestations of your Spirit. The gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. The preaching of your Word. The preaching of your Word. With fire. With fire. And boldness. And boldness. And we thank you for these things. And we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, we've prayed. Now, Father, we prayed. In our known language. In our known language. The best we know. The best we know. But we know there are details. But we know there's details. We know there's more. We know there's more. We know there's power to be made available. We know there's power to be made available. For other things. For other things. Things concerning the world, things concerning the world, nations and governments, nations and governments, and the move of God, and the move of God. So we trust you, Holy Spirit. So we trust you, Holy Spirit, that you live big in us, that you live big in us, that you give us utterance now, that you give us utterance as we speak these things for, as we speak these things for. And let's do that now. Kora pari shela tutsta pamrot mo mo mrani man ya ne katuku ne katuku. Nekatuche. Oh, 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 oh
Dallas, 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 Ghana, 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 Gora, Gela, Gara, Gora, Tete, Tatuta, Tetu, Tati, Tatuko, Deste, Kota, Tota, Nasena, Tedeka, Denakarosa, Dangalan, Manka, Manka, Manko, Ratite, yeah. Chura, Chura, Chura Party, Jones, 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 and the Nantin, Jones in the Red, the Jones, the Jones, the Jones call apart, Jones here, zero, zero, no, zero, man, zero, Bati, zero, Kutiti, Kasi, Katu, Klape, Mante, Mande, Kande, Reto, Reto, Mandia, Chiela, Tokura, Chiela, Costa, Randy, Nicarico, Lotodana, Dear Right on, right on, right on, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. 
ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Mm. Oh, my, 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 ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That, that, that smoke screen, mm. ha, 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 has ex- been exposed mm. and is gone. Yes. Phew. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. That deception is over and done. Hmm. And there's clarity. There's sight. Accuracy. Mm. Thank you for the Thank accuracy. You. Thank, Thank you. you. The accuracy. Thank you. The spirit. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. We 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 give. My my my. What else is, is that? There's something else there. Paprikutadze, andumbranzundoste, ambruluce, ambruluste, ambruluste, creepanzo, 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, How do I know that's God? Somebody's asked would ask. How do I know that that's God and not just me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the knowledge of the word of God helps you discern between soul yeah. and spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping with him, helps you know when it's him. But then if you still don't know, who's your pastor? Mm. Who's, who's, who are those mature ones mm-hmm. that you can go to? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, go there, mm-hmm. go there. Don't mm-hmm. just say, if I want it, it's God. Mm-mm. Don't just say, if I like it, it's God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Make sure. Make sure before you do it. Make, Make sure. sure before you do it. Make sure. Make sure before you move. Mm. Mm-hmm. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phew. Hallelujah. Worship you, Master. Hallelujah. Worship you, Master. Thank you, Father. Worship you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank we, you. we thank you. We thank, thank you. you. We praise you. Yes. We worship you. Praise. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. Hallelujah. Lift your voice in thanksgiving to him a little bit, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We give thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. We give thanks. We give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks, for your mercy and your grace, we appreciate, we give thanks, we give thanks, sing that with us. We give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks for your mercy and your grace, for your mercy and your grace, we appreciate, we give thanks. We give thanks, sing it once again, Lord, we give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks for your mercy, for 
your mercy and your grace we appreciate we give thanks we give thanks we give thanks we give thanks Jesus Jesus we We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.